I received a lot of emails uh, after Gilad Shalit was uh, was freed uh, to discuss in the 10-minute halacha shir about, about uh, prisoner exchanges in halacha. Um, just al darach hakdama, it's important to realize, I know personally, and I'm sure all of you also, when I first heard the news that he was going to be freed, I was driving down Peninsula Boulevard, I mamish had to pull my car over, I couldn't see through the tears, I was hyperventilating, it was uh, just the emotion that you have, um, that after davening for someone for five years, uh, that they're going to be safe and that they're going to be okay, um, certainly physically going to be okay, and Amir Tashem hopefully... Uh, psychologically should also be okay um, you know that, 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 that's overwhelming and that, that, that's a, a, a non that's a no brainer, that's, that's a non-starter the question that, that we're going to be dealing with though is not whether we should be happy that uh, he's home, of course we're happy that he's home and it's a celebration that he's home, there's no question the question that we're dealing with is if we were in the unfortunate circumstance of having to be Prime Minister Netanyahu and we had to face similar types of decisions, would we make that decision? Meaning, is it the right decision to make? And whether it's the right decision to make or not, we're thrilled that he's that he's home. The question is, is it the right decision? Is it the right decision to make? Um, there is a Mishnah Masechus Gittin on Daf Mem Hey Alf. The Mishnah says, "Ein olam," that we don't redeem captives for more than their value, presumably their value on the slave market, because of Tikuna Olam. So, what does it mean, Tikuna Olam? We don't overpay for prisoners. Why? Tikuna Olam. So, the Gemara, the Gemara has two possibilities. What Tikuna Olam means? Is Tikkun Olam simply that it's going to be an undue stress, financial stress on the community, if the community, in addition to supporting yeshivas and mikvahs and shuls and everything else, also, and also has to support for, uh, for, for freeing captives? Or maybe the Tikkun Olam is not about the financial stress on the community, it's that if we make it a very appealing business to go into, a very lucrative business to go into, the business of kidnapping people, so then it's going to cause more people to be kidnapped, because people will be most nefesh to try to kidnap people to try to when when they know that they could make a killing off of it not a killing it's the wrong term to use when they know they can make a, they can make a lot of money off of it so uh, we don't want we don't want uh, we don't want to encourage more kidnapping so Gemara tries to, tries to prove which opinion is correct Tashama Delevi Bardargo Parka Labarte Betlais Ralfi Dinari Zav Amr Abayi Man Leimelon De Bratzel Chamav Dilma Shlav Bratzel Chamav that Levi Bardargo uh, redeemed his own daughter for Betlais Ralfi Dinari Zav which apparently was much more than she was worth. So the Gemara says, ah, why? Because it was privately funded. So apparently the whole Tikkun Olam issue was only that it was going to be an undue uh, burden on the community, and that's why it was mutter for him to do it. The Gemara says, no, nah, it's not a Raya. It was his daughter who said that he asked a Shaila. He probably just redeemed his daughter because it was his daughter. He didn't ask a Shaila before redeeming his daughter. So what are we passing on the which is the concern? So the Rambam in Hilchus Matnas Aniyam Perches Halachi Beis writes, Ein podin as a shruim bi yesra al demein mepnei Tikkun Olam shaloyi the Ram says that the Tikkun Olam is that we don't want to encourage kidnapping. Again, Tikkun Olam, we don't want to encourage more kidnapping. Anything that we do that's going to encourage more kidnapping, we'd rather leave the person kidnapped than to encourage more kidnapping by overpaying in order to let the person out. Whoever says that there are several exceptions to the Isra of paying exorbitantly, and keep in mind, the whole discussion on the Gemara is paying money. 
paying exorbitantly does not mean putting lives at risk. It means paying money. So the Shulchan Aruch says there are several exce- several exceptions to where you're allowed to overpay. Number one, based on Tulsa and Gittin Daf Memheim Ralf Dibramaskil Delo, that if you if you're being paid to yourself or your wife, where it's Ishto Kigufo, then you're allowed to pay more than 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 the uh, than your worth. Meaning, if I have a million dollars and I'm only worth ten thousand dollars, but I have a million dollars and I'm captive, I could tell my my, my captors, let me free and I'll give you a million dollars. I'll overpay for myself. That you're for sure allowed to do. For yourself, you're not expected to buy. Uh, it's very lucrative to, uh, to capture rich people then. Still, we don't expect a person to not redeem themselves. You're allowed to redeem yourself for way more than, than you're worth, Shulchan Aruch says, based on Tosas. Also, Tosim Sachs Gitten Daf Nunches says that if a person is a muflag b'chachma, you're allowed to pay more than his, uh, his actual value. Uh, that, that was the Meisel with the Maram of Maram Rutenberg, where he was, uh, he was held captive, and the Maram sent word from prison that uh, any money that was collected to redeem him should be returned and uh, that it shouldn't be used because he would rather remain in captivity than have the community overpay for him to be released. And in fact, he died in captivity, and they ended up paying years later to get his body, to get, to get his body released. Now, some say, oh, it's a riot against Tosfos because Maram Rutenberg uh, didn't allow himself to uh, to be redeemed. No, Rambamberg probably was being machmir on himself, but uh, Tosa still stands. There was uh, the the application of that of of, of, of that shita is was the 1970 hijacking of the TWA Airlines when Rav Hutner Zichron Levracha was a passenger who was uh, who was held captive, and some of Rav Hutner's Talmidim wanted to get together and put money together to redeem him, to to bribe the terrorists to let him go. So Rav Shachter writes in Be'ikfeatzon that. They consulted with Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, and Rabbi Yaakov said that even though Rav Hutner is a muflag b'chachma, even though he would have the status of muflag b'chachma, still you're not allowed to do it because you're not allowed to overpay. Uh, you're not allowed to, I'm sorry, to support the enemy in a time of mulchama. And uh, Rabbi Yaakov was under the uh, was of the opinion that Medina Yisrael since 1948 has been in one constant state of mulchama, and you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to do anything to help the enemy in the state of mulchama. I they haven't been fighting wars every single second close to it, but not exactly every single second since 1948. There's never been a single moment since the founding of the State of Israel that all of Israel's neighbors were okay with the existence of Israel. And that means, so if it wasn't actual wars, at every moment there's plotting for the next war. So that, that means that it's a constant state of Muhammad. That's where Yaakov held that, uh, that you can't do anything to help the enemy in the time of Muhammad. Third exception Shulchan Aruch has, if the captives are, are, are in mortal danger, if there's mamish sakana, that they might get killed, not just that they're going to be held in captivity. That, the Pischichuv in Yardeus and Ration and Beis, Sivkat and Dalit is not so sure that that's really an exception. He quotes, uh, he quotes the Eshel Avram in the name of the Tshuva Snachlus Yoshua, that when there's Ikala Mechash Liktala Podin, you would be Pode even for more than the person is worth when you have to worry about uh, the fact that they might get killed. And he quotes Tshuva Siyad Eliyahu that disagrees. He says, no, even at Omid Hariga, ain't podin Damav, even if the person might get killed, we don't overpay for a captive. Major Machlokas discussion in the Pisli Chuva, whether that exception is legitimate or not. Fourth exception, Tosas has in Gitten Daf uh, Memhe, 
uh, is an interesting one. He says it doesn't apply after the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash because paying a ransom isn't going to have any effect on future kidnappings anyway. So it's right. Because anyway, they're out to get us. So if the enemy is going to, they're going to be kidnapping us one way or the other. So by overpaying, you're not encouraging more kidnappings because that's what they do. They kidnap us. That's that's what they continuously do. So you're not encouraging more by paying more money. They're going to do it anyway. They hate us and they kidnap us. That's just what they do. So you're not going to be encouraging anything more. Interesting uh, exception to the rule. Now, very important. The Gemara wasn't de- uh, wasn't deriving this halacha from Sukkim. The Gemara was, was applying logic. What was the logic of, uh, of the Takana? So you now have to carry that logic forward to our current Metzius. So uh, Rabbi Gil's students is the only one I saw that put together a nice um, outline of the various shitos in terms of overpaying for captives. I disagree with some of his conclusions, but in terms of his organization, uh, he did a ph- phenomenal job. So he just pointed out that in terms of um, current contemporary prisoner transfers, you have a few different ideas. Um, number one, Rav Yehuda Gershuni, quoted by Rabbi Bleich in Contemporary Halacha Problems, Volume 1, says that in today's prisoner transfers, there's another concern, that the prisoners, um, the prisoners to be transferred very often um, as in, 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 in these cases, are known terrorists who say that they can't wait to go back to their murderous ways of killing other people. So now that obviously makes it much worse. The Gemara was talking about overpaying money. Over here you're putting other lives at risk in order to, uh, to release a prisoner. Ravad Yosef uh, was quoted as having said in relation to Antebi in 1976 that uh, that the danger to, that 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 even though you're right you might be putting more lives in danger but the prisoner's life is definitely in danger so you have vade sakana versus suffix sakana the vade sakana beats out the suffix sakana when the prisoner's life is vade in danger other lives might be in danger it's vade versus suffix in Aselucha Rav Rav Chaim David Alevi argues that the entire discussion is based on which transfers can occur or discourage future kidnappings. Meaning, in a case where Hamas is saying that yes, this this is victory for us, and that's why it allows us to, uh, to, to it shows that we were right, and we'll continue to kidnap more, and we'll get all of our people free that way. So that's obviously going to be much worse. However. Um, the, uh, the, the Rav Halevi does suggest, maybe based on that last exception of Tosfos, that if they're doing it anyway, and that's their plan anyhow, whether you give in to them or you don't give in to them, that's what they're going to be doing, so then maybe that's a heter, maybe that's a reason to believe that it would be, uh, it would be okay. Of, cor- of course, according to Yaakov, there's no question that it's, it's, that, that it's a shas mulchama, you're giving a thousand more soldiers to the other side in the mulchama, that, that's absolutely out of the question to do something like that. Rav Shali Yisraeli has an interesting, uh, an interesting svara, quoted in Torah Balped journal, Chelek Yud Zayin. He says that just like there's a, a halacha we said before that I'm allowed to redeem myself, Tosa says, and Shulchan Aruch says I'm allowed to pay exorbitantly to redeem myself. Let's say I took out an insurance policy. I took out an, uh, there is such a thing in South America. Someone told me that uh, they take out insurance policies for uh, for for pidyon shvuyim to, to to redeem them in case you get kidnapped. I take out an insurance policy. The insurance company is going to pay ten million dollars for me to be for me to be freed. Is the insurance company allowed to pay that? So it's pashut that they're allowed to. Why? They're my shliach. I hired them. It's the same thing as redeeming myself. So let's say it's not an insurance policy. It's just an unwritten understanding between me and the IDF when I join the IDF that my government is going to do everything in their power to let me free. 
So are they allowed to overpay for me? So then says Rosh Yisraeli, yes. That's the same thing as me overpaying for myself. Part of my agreement to join the IDF is that they're going to do whatever they can to, to let me free. That's the same thing as me redeeming myself. But even according to this, it doesn't seem to, to work in terms of a prison transfer. Because let's say I decide that I want to redeem myself by putting other people's lives in danger. Is that okay? Now, I could decide to overpay for myself. I can't decide to, to, to put other people's lives in danger in a very direct way. By, to overpay for myself where maybe they'll kidnap more, yeah, that maybe. But to actually let dangerous people out on the loose and put other, other people's lives in danger because I want to save myself, that's not so posture at all that you're allowed to do. And therefore it's not so posture that the IDF is allowed to do it for you either. I think the large majority of Postkin would, would assume in, the, in, this, uh, in this situation, uh, I spoke to Rav Shachter also thought that it was obviously halachically the wrong decision. Um, uh, he said he heard from uh, from the chief rabbi, the current Ash- Ashkenazi chief rabbi, uh, Rav Metzger, that uh, it used to be that it was it was a great morale booster for members of the IDF to hear that their government will do anything for them. But nowadays, it's it's really reversed itself. Most most of the members of the army feel that that what am I risking my life going door to door combat to capture these guys when next day they're just going to be released? And you know what is this? they're 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 the, the, the soldiers are, are apparently not very much behind it. There are major petitions going on where soldiers are signing on that if I get kidnapped, I don't want to be uh, exchanged for, for prisoners. So it seems that it's, a, it, it, it does, it's not a morale booster for the IDF. And Rav Shepta thought, therefore, by, uh, for sure, it should not be um, acceptable la halacha. Again, doesn't change the, uh, the excitement and the joy of having Gilad Shalit back, nor does it change the fact that, uh, that his parents did what a parent should do, to do whatever they can to advocate, to advocate for, for their own child, but in terms of strict halacha, is this the appropriate thing to do? It seems pretty clear, according to pretty much every opinion out there, that it's not a halachically acceptable way to get a prisoner back.